Hi, welcome to this week's episode. Since the pandemic seems to be coming to an end, we thought today we'd talk a little bit about where the world might be headed after this pandemic. So we'll talk about changes that are here to stay and maybe some of our own thoughts on everything that's happening. To start off, maybe we should all share our thoughts and opinions and just kind of how we're feeling about the pandemic hopefully coming to an end but you never know there's the new delta variant now and it seems like every day there's another obstacle but assuming the pandemic is coming to an end how are we feeling yeah i think i'm hopefully optimistic i'd say if that's even a way to put it like i think you can definitely see that things are starting to get better now especially as we transition into more of the summer months but like you said there's all these variants coming out still a whole lot of people who don't want to get vaccinated and don't believe in basic science um but beside that i guess i think i'm enjoying i think the lesser restrictions that are going on it's definitely nice after a year of wearing a mask to kind of take it off when i'm walking on the street or going in a park or something like that you know just kind of the little things like that it definitely feels like things are coming to an end maybe even if they aren't and maybe that's just kind of maybe I'm getting my hopes up and trying to return to things too quickly and I will get into this like maybe companies are trying to return too quickly but um, it definitely feels as Dan said you know nice to kind of get back to quote-unquote normal Um, so yeah it could go anywhere though you know I'm a little torn. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be in the midst of a global pandemic, and I don't want more people to become sick or die or severely ill or anything like that. But I don't I don't know. I am kind of like scared with the pandemic to end just because it the lifestyle we've been living, we've been doing it for like a year. So it's kind of maybe unrealistic for everyone to expect us to kind of snap back to where we were a whole year ago just like at the drop of a hat I don't know I'm kind of like used to things being online and staying inside and like not (laughs) being in certain situations and stuff you know what I mean Mm -hmm. no yeah definitely I feel like there's definitely something something to be said about that especially like looking at us we're in like our early 20s we're all in college so obviously we're having a lot of first experiences like having our first job maybe living alone for the first time things like that and doing all of these things a lot of the times for the first time during a pandemic where we're all kind of isolated all online it can be really jarring to kind of go back to what life was before we got to this point I guess like just looking at like my job in particular I know they want to start going back on campus in person pretty soon and for me being online this entire time up until this point it's just really weird I think to not be logging on to a computer but actually like going in and like seeing people in real life it's just like things like that I think you have to remember though that people have been saying for years though that that's where things were headed you know like grocery stores won't be a thing and we'll just order our food and it'll come to our door like people have been saying that forever like now that it's happening people are like oh yeah I want the grocery store back and I want to be back in the office and it's like Again, I just think it's important to remember that maybe, you know, things, I don't, you know, who knows where the, what the work environment is going to be, but people have been saying forever that it's going to be online and work from home and people aren't going to have in-person, 
uh, offices and things like that. So I just think it's a little odd that here we reached it, I guess. And now they're like, no, 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 let's go back to it. I think that's funny. And like Amazon became so big, like online shopping, like all this was already a thing and online was already a thing. And now it's like, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think pe- people are definitely divided on things like going back into the office and a lot of the convenience services that a lot of restaurants and stores and stuff have offered. Um, and I mean, I'm, I guess, you know, I, I probably do have a little bit of like anxiety about the pandemic ending and like going back to quote unquote normal life. But I mean, I'm not going to like never step foot in a grocery store again and be that person who like never leaves their house or anything, but um, things like working from home. Yeah. I mean, to Dan's point, it was nice not having to commute and like sit in an office and do nothing for like, periods of time when you don't have any work so I don't really know if that answers your question because I kind of forgot what your question was I didn't really have a question I was just talking about like how things were always projected to go to online and things were but they're just not I guess maybe our society wasn't ready for online completely yet but I just think it you know what Mm -hmm. I I think I know what like you're saying but I think that also like including myself people just like having options so while like things like online grocery stores online shopping are all wonderful they're super convenient for people I think that people also want that option to go in person maybe pick out my clothes and my food myself you know and I think that that lack of options that's existed kind of over this past year where we were just strictly online has kind of rewired people's ways of thinking I think towards some of these things I think also it has a lot to do with the different demographics and age groups. Someone like us, who's, I guess, like Gen Z, mostly maybe like millennial kind of in that group, we are probably the most familiar with the internet, with the internet and those types of things as opposed to someone like a baby boomer or something like that. And specifically with working environments, I know my mom is a baby boomer and she hated the online thing. And I mean, obviously that's just one person's opinion, but I think it has to do a lot with she's been going into the office for like 30 years, 40 years, whatever to work. So she's just so used to it at this point. Whereas someone like you or I, who's just starting out their career, we never did that and we never developed that habit. So I think we're a lot more open and flexible to these types of changes than someone who is older and has had certain experiences and expectations for a majority of their life. Okay, so can we, I guess, get more specific and just talk about the work environment for a little bit? Because I think that's definitely something that's on a lot of people's minds and you kind of brought it up a little more. Um, And like, does your mother, did your mother ever like give a reason for why she doesn't want to go back in the office? Or is it literally just that that's what she was used to, you know? Like, does she actually want it or does she just miss the routine of it, I guess? Um, well, I just want to correct you for a second because you said <laughs> that my mom doesn't want to go back into the office, Sorry. but she does. does no, yes. no problem. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that in case there was any point of confusion. 
but well she's been in the office um like for a while now her job she never was one of those people who worked remote for like the entire year she's honestly like was in person most of the time but on the occasion she did have to work to work from home she said she didn't like it um because she didn't have her setup that she has in her office now granted if she did have the monitors and the equipment that she had maybe her opinions would be different but I also think she's just used to going over to someone's desk and asking a, a quick question and I think her job um is like really administrative and paperwork based so going to the copier or the scanner and the printer and stuff like that it's just a lot easier in an office setting than than online but that's kind of just what I've gathered from what she's told me but you'd have to ask her (laughs) let's get her on special guest I one of the things I'm wondering about the work environment because like I don't know the statistics of it all and like what kind of people want to get back like is it an age thing like you know the as you were saying the boomers want to get back more versus maybe a millennial or is it more like the ceos really want to get back whereas like the people in the cubicles don't want to get back you know what i mean like what's the makeup of the office and like who actually wants to go back because personally i don't understand why you would want to go back i don't see any appeal um like maybe i'm exaggerating like yeah i get the whole in-person thing like talking with people but i just I, I still at the same time don't get why that's such a big deal though. I feel like that trend that you were kind of referring to, it wouldn't be like generational or like maybe um, title driven. I feel like it would be more like home life driven. So like, let's say you have three kids at home and there's just not a place for you to concentrate and work. Or um, I don't know, you live in like a loud area, just things like that. And can I, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I did see a TikTok the other day that was like, the people that want to go back in the office are the people that- Middle hate, management. Are the, <laughs> no, are the people that like hate their home life and like hate their family and hate their house and just like need an escape. And I thought that was so funny. It was like, yeah, like- I feel like that's like, so true though, because like, I definitely know for a lot of people, they kind of need that separation and work is almost a place for them to like have- me time in a sense it's like sure I'm working for these other people but and I'm sure they love their families but it's a chance to get away from them for a little bit and focus on themselves well I saw a TikTok TikTok <laughs> is um, our and source I hope this come across, yeah like all we do is go on TikTok and that's where all of our opinions and information come from but the TikTok that I saw was saying that a lot of these people pushing for return to office are people in middle management positions because they feel like if they can't see you working, then they are losing this element of control. And a lot of their job is to manage people. And at home, you can't really do that as much as if they're in an office in front of you. So it's these middle managers are becoming insecure and power hungry and stuff. Well, it's not a, I can speak on my sociology experience and my wealth and power experience. It's that the middle management isn't like, you know, they're not doing it because of like, they're insecure, but they have like someone watching over their shoulders that they're scared of displeasing and like, they, you know, need those results. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, I do understand why they would want people back because they're responsible for those people and they don't want it on the chopping block for any mistakes you know and in the office I guess that's probably easier yeah that makes sense and I mean I guess I'm not necessarily pro returning to like in-person offices and schools and all that stuff but like specifically for 
work. I, just speaking for myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people, I feel like my productivity working from home has definitely decreased compared to what it would have been, I would think, in person. I've had two real, I guess, adult esque jobs, one in person and one completely virtual so far. And I feel like my productivity was definitely a lot higher and I worked more efficiently when I was in person than virtual, but that could just be me. I, I think, you know, I've only been working remote, so I can't compare, but I can speak from viewing other people. And like, I know my father, like, you know, he got the work done when he was at home over, you know, the pandemic and it looked like everything was fine. And I can say that when he was in the office, he was still somehow sending me articles all day about these random news stories. So like, I just kind of doubt that the office is actually the space where everything gets done. And like, you're forced, like, I'm sure it depends on the work environment. Absolutely. And like, things like that. But at the same time, I just can't help but think like, yeah, I doubt you're working that hard like that. If you were able to be remote versus in person, that the change is really that drastic. Maybe our opinions are a little skewed since these have just been internships. It's not like we're full-time employees. So I'm sure the expectations and the duties between an intern and a full-time paid employee are going to be different. Um, That doesn't discredit or invalidate our experiences but I figured it might just be something worth putting out there I don't know how if my opinion would change if I were actually an employee but I don't know I've had an in-person and a remote job um and the the in-person job definitely like could not have been done at home just because some of it was like lab work and hands-on stuff so Like, I guess, depending on the nature of the work and the position, not everyone can do it remote, but um, my second one was remote, and I don't know. I think, I don't know if I was more productive at home versus in the office, but it definitely was nice at home If, if I didn't have any work. I didn't have to sit in an office and pretend like I was doing something for two hours or feel like I have to be chained to this desk or someone's going to call me out if I'm like on my phone for just a second or something like that. I just felt really like watched all the time, even though that wasn't the case. Whereas at home, I felt like, I mean, if I don't have work to do, I don't know, like, is it a crime to do something else if you've done everything you were assigned to do? I don't know. Yeah. And I can... Yeah, I feel like that... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I feel like that really just pertains to, like, the job itself and, I guess, like, expectations, things like that. That's a whole nother episode that really would... wouldn't really even need to be talking about the pandemic to get into that. I guess I'm just thinking about like, regardless, we're talking about, you know, where things headed after the pandemic. And I just, I definitely think that um, in terms of longevity of like where companies are going to start headed, like, I think maybe, I don't know the stats of it all, but I think companies right now think that the bonus they're getting from being in person, you know, like productivity is, you know, better 
than the cost of like having to actually be in person, you know, like you're making more profit from that extra profitability of being, being there, I guess. Whereas I think like, I think that's going to change. Like, I think they're going to discover that being at home is maybe the same pro you know, same productivity or maybe more. And I just feel like companies are going to stop wanting to pay for like the physical building like real estate's expensive right yeah that's like, a huge market like, corporate <laughs> office spaces and it's so expensive yeah, that's why like, i'm surprised companies are not like okay you want to work from yeah. home sure let me sell this billion dollar building i i'm also so surprised too that they're not jumping on this opportunity to cut some costs but i guess they must have run the numbers and they have lost money being remote but um i i definitely think that if you didn't like being remote, you might have to get used to it because I definitely still see that's where companies are heading. Well, I think kind of the sweet spot in all of this is the hybrid, you know, some days online, some days in the office, which I, I honestly don't know if I would want a fully remote job. I'm not sure of that. But I also don't think I would want to be in the office every single day. So for me personally, I think that hybrid really attracts me. And I know right now I'm in the process of finding an internship and I've definitely been asking about work from home and hybrid opportunities. And I'm not going to lie, that's kind of a, a factor in my, in my search. If I got an opportunity to do a hybrid, that might be enough to sway me just because I really don't want to be stuck in an office, commute five days a week, spend money on like office clothes and all that stuff that goes with it. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like I, for like in our internships, things like that, I definitely don't want to be in person 100% of the time, at least right now, just because A, commutes can be long and it's just so much easier to work from home, just kind of plop into the next room, log in, there, you're at work. But I think there is something to be said, though, about kind of those interactions that I think you would miss if you weren't in person like for us internships connecting with people is huge because that's kind of how we're gonna get our jobs in the future but with that i also don't want to be doing that all the time so i think that that hybrid model is something that companies should really be taking advantage of and i think that at this stage of the pandemic starting to become over it's really good especially for these young adults who've grown accustomed to this lifestyle but also need to make those connections i think a lot of companies are realizing this uh, I know, just to throw out some examples, I know recently Merck publicly announced that they were going to offer hybrid working or something like that. And I think Johnson & Johnson is doing the same or leaning that direction. So again, huge global corporations that are embracing this new change. And um, I've seen a lot of articles saying that workers would rather quit their current job because they're being forced to go back in the office they'd quit instead of going back in so I think that just goes to show where people's heads are at with this whole thing I guess do we kind of want to transition to you mentioned quitting do we kind of want to talk about like um I guess like unemployment or shortage shortage of workers or anything like that we could kind of get into I think some I don't want to say problems I guess but <laughs> 
Sure. Why don't you start us off? Because <laughs> okay. you did take the sociology class. And oh my god! You seem to be the resident expert on these social and economic uh huh sure, issues. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Um, I guess I'll speak about an example that my brother told me recently, and I'm not sure how applicable this is, but that's just something that I feel like maybe people are kind of discovering. Where at his company, someone will they'll literally hire people they'll get the training or whatever and they'll work the minimum amount and they'll then they'll quit so that they can get the unemployment and i just and apparently that's like a very big issue at his company and um i just find that kind of interesting and it's like i guess maybe with the pandemic people are kind of i don't want to say waking up but like you know they're not loving their jobs and unemployment seems to be doing them fine and it's better than working at a company where they wouldn't be making enough money to begin with and unemployment, I guess, better maybe and all these things. And um, yeah, that's kind of my opinion on unemployment, I guess. I obviously am not like an economics expert or anything like that. Um, So I don't want to say anything incorrect or inaccurate or you know, put out misinformation, but I we haven't told the audience <laughs> that we're not experts yet. So maybe I know that I just felt like clear. I had to say that because I don't want to be labeled as the person spreading harmful information yeah. and like causing all this economic danger or whatever. We are not economists. This is but... just based off of our current understanding. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok and secondhand information. <laughs> I've definitely heard that same type of story echoed in a lot of other industries i know like fast food restaurants and a lot of the service industries for example yeah. are experience a shortage of workers because uh the the pay that they offer those workers is not a livable wage and with uh regular unemployment plus the added covid benefits they're probably making more if not the same amount by collecting unemployment than you know busting their butt 40 hours a week at at the McDonald's dealing with rude customers and all this other crap which I think pe- I've heard from a lot of people in the service industry that customers are brutal right now like people are being so mean to service workers for no reason so I, I don't know I can't comment on like the political or economic aspects of that but I, I honestly don't blame them you know to work yeah. 40 hours a week to just barely get enough to like make it by and those minimum wage jobs like mcdonald's people might make fun of that but that's hard like it's it's harder than you think i definitely wanted to speak up and clarify that i don't think the blame should be on like people taking taking advantage of this unemployment like i think the blame is definitely on these if we're just talking about fast food companies like the blame's on them for not paying a livable wage like that where they shouldn't need to see the benefit of being unemployed like they should rather work at the restaurant or whatever and make money through that because that would hopefully make them more than an unemployment check so the blame's definitely not on like the system and like handouts or anything like that like these companies should be paying a good enough wage absolutely something else that I kind of wanted to touch on when we talk about companies and like this whole worker situation is I definitely saw somewhere that there was uh, 
I don't know if it was tax breaks or like subsidies or what it was or like what exactly, but it was companies getting benefits from not from having, I guess, trouble finding employees. And so there was, you kind of always see people talking about how it's, they're struggling to get a job or something. So I find it a little hard to believe that I, both sides are true, that people are struggling to get a job and that companies are struggling to fill positions. Like part of me has to wonder like, are companies purposely not hiring for like these benefits or subsidies or whatever, or are people like getting too picky? Like, I don't know what it is, but I, it's definitely people are giving both sides. So, you know, like which one is true, I'm not quite sure. So that's also something interesting that I think is kind of happening in the world right now. And, you know, like, where's that gonna go? Like, what's the government gonna do to get people back to work, I guess? Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny what you just said, um, but <laughs> if I've learned anything recently, it seems like the amount of loopholes and breaks these corporations are cut really is limitless. So if that were the case, it really would not surprise me. But I think that's all I can say at this time. I don't want to throw out blame, but yeah, no, it, yeah, it definitely seems like uh, I don't want to get too into that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if we're ready to change topics, something yeah. I wanted to talk about and something that I think is really interesting is I wonder what is going to happen with the retail industry and brick and mortar stores. I mean, we've seen countless huge companies that have been around for a while file for bankruptcy and a lot of stores are like closing and stuff like that. And um, it really seems like e-commerce and online options are kind of where it's at. And not to mention the benefits of having doing e-commerce over traditional brick and mortar, like the savings and not paying for rent and stuff like that. I'm kind of just curious to hear your thoughts and opinion on if you think physical stores are going to start to go away and e-commerce is really going to like be the big thing. I think to your first point. I'm not sure if within the next decade that all physical stores are going to go away, but I definitely could see these big like chain retail stores. What are like what are they called? Department stores, like Macy's, JCPenney's. You see like Lord and Taylor and Nordstrom. I'm pretty sure they. I know a lot of them closed, or maybe they went bankrupt. I don't really know particularly for them, but you see a lot of these department stores starting to close just because if people are shopping online, which is what we've had to do over the past year, you're probably not getting this assortment of clothes from like a Macy's or JCPenney's. You're probably getting the sizes and the styles you know from more of these, I don't want to say smaller stores, but things like maybe um, for the popular brands like Abercrombie, Hollister, things like that, or even going more like to small businesses with like local businesses, things like that. So I can definitely... So I guess to sum that up, I feel like department stores are probably going to start to go or become more and more spare, but I'm not really sure if that will also apply to kind of these smaller stores or boutique stores that are local. I'm definitely thinking about now how we talked about like on our TikTok episode, how all these businesses were getting all this traction and like 
publicity and stuff through that. And I definitely feel like if you're like a restaurant, like if you're, you know, a mom and pop restaurant, that's going to struggle, you know, you need that store and stuff. But for things that can be online, I think, I think they're finding a home there. Like maybe it's harder to kind of get that initial start without a physical store for someone to just happen upon. But as Dan said, like those big stores, they're definitely going to start going online. And I just feel like online is definitely something that's at, at working, I guess, kind of at least. Right. I mean, I certainly don't think that there's going to be no physical stores because on occasion, I, I do like to go to the physical store and look at things and see it before I'm going to buy it. But also I've kind I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like the stores I have gone into they're the, the inventory they carry is just not, it's just not there. I don't know if stuff is just selling out so quickly and their supply chain is not flowing right and they can't keep up with how much is being bought and stocking their shelves or if they really are just ordering less inventory because the less people are coming into the store. The reason, I don't know, but of the times I've been into the store looking for stuff, it, it always just kind of seems like a letdown. And at least with online, I don't know. I do like online shopping because it's convenient. I mean, depending on the product, things like clothes, I think online can be dicey sometimes, but if it comes to toiletries or just random things, I use my Amazon Prime a lot and I love that two-day delivery right outside my door. It's pretty easy and you don't have to deal with the crowds at the stores and going and just to find out they don't have what you want. Also like kind of a different type of store. I feel like a lot of grocery stores too, people aren't going to be going to those in person as much as maybe they would have two years ago. I feel like with things like Instacart and all those like just grocery services, people are really okay with getting their groceries delivered to their house, especially if they're people who don't really necessarily care about the quality of certain ingredients. Because I know like there are people who need to have like the perfect ripeness for different fruits and vegetables, things like that. But I feel like a vast majority of people really don't care and they'll just take whatever if it means they don't have to actually get up and go. So I definitely see that being here to stay, I guess, after this pandemic kind of subsides. I guess I want to give my two cents on like, please go online, you know, like maybe Anna enjoys going to the grocery store and like seeing all the products because I feel like she's definitely mentioned that before, but like, I'm good. Like, no, just no. When Dan was talking about (laughs) the person who has to like touch and inspect their produce before they buy it, felt like a total call out. I didn't want to call her out, but (laughs) no, I'm I like, like honestly, I don't know why clothes like. I understand that like clothes sizes are like weird and going to try them on is like a thing, but at the same time, it's like maybe clothes companies should just get their act together and like have accurate sizes so that I can be online because I'm just here for this online thing. Like, I don't want to go to your store. I don't want to interact with people. I don't want to deal with stock. I don't want to deal with any of that. And I don't think, I don't understand how anyone, like, this is like the office situation again. Like, what are you gaining from it? Like that human interaction and that touch and stuff, but it's like, I'm good. Like, no, thank you. Count me out. Well, for clothes, I do like the idea of being able to try clothes on because there's nothing worse than getting 
like clothes online waiting a week or two for them to show up and them just not fitting and you having to figure out how to do this return but why do they not fit because the clothes the company well some i feel like, like it's not necessarily sizes. the size it's not necessarily the sizing sometimes sometimes you just think something will look good on you and it doesn't and it has nothing to do with the size maybe it just doesn't match your body and how you want to look so that's size <laughs> well there's also size but there's also like body shape people can be the same weight or you know number size and have very different looking bodies with different proportions so it's not mm-hmm. a size six is it could mean a lot of different things on a lot of different people and then the way clothes are manufactured are often mass produced and when it's mass produced you're going to get these like really generic easy to manufacture cuts and stuff again i feel like that's not on the consumer to go and try on these clothes that's on like companies for diversifying their products and like you shouldn't just have a large you should have a large this shape or whatever you want to do like i just feel like there's ways for that to be streamlined that companies okay do not to get too, too <laughs> off topic with this but just from a production standpoint they're not gonna make we're gonna offer sizes zero through 18 or whatever and each size in three or four different body shapes that's just I love how Anna says we're not talking about it and then we talk about it more <laughs> it's <laughs> just like yeah I agree it sounds really nice and I think brands should be more inclusive but just from a business and like a manufacturing side they're not going to mm-hmm. especially and, when it could be fixed by just someone trying it on and seeing well what I feel like that again that's the company putting it on the consumer and expecting them to kind of do some of the work which I think is a problem of companies like I was reading about like how you know when you go to throw away your trash at McDonald's like that's you doing the work like they didn't hire someone to clean up like that like it's just interesting to think about like yeah like the consumers kind of doing some of the work for their own I just think think, things like that I find I mean the individual never wins the corporation yeah Mm -hmm. always wins yes but to kind of bring it back I definitely think the pandemic offered a lot of different convenience factors between like Instacart and curbside pickup and all this other sort of online stuff. And I I hope that does stick around just because it is convenient for a lot of different people. And I've also heard, um, I mean, not anyone that I personally know, but just from people speaking out online that for different types of groups like disabled people and other people who might have like impairments or something like that, that makes it harder for them to get out to a store or do things that a person without a disability could do. These types of convenience options have really helped their lives become a lot easier. And um, the world has just been a little bit more accessible because of these things. So for a variety of reasons, I really hope a lot of these things continue on. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel like people really just need and also want options so like for work from home the option to either stay at home or go into the office for retail and food being able to go in yourself or do it online I just feel like being able to supply all these different ways to do things is really the only way to make everyone universally happy and also be accommodating to people who need accommodations I guess you were talking about how it's gonna be options and I guess 
companies don't do things to give you options. They do stuff for profit. And I just kind of see it in the future. You may, I don't see them giving you those options. I see them giving you the most profitable and profitable option. And I think that's going to be online. That's, that's what I, I think. I think, I think that may for, have benefit for a lot of people. And some people might miss the whole in-person thing, but I just, that's what I think it's going to happen. I think specifically for work from home, which I think is what you're referring to, I think there. Or grocery stores too. Like, I don't think they're going to want to have in-person grocery stores in the future. Or like things that you go to and like walk around yourself or something like that. Like maybe it'll just be a warehouse. Like I just don't see them giving you all these accommodations in the future. Well, I think I highly doubt that in the immediate aftermath of the pandemic, they're just going to switch to we're shutting down all grocery stores. You have to put in your order and then we'll ship it to you for your groceries. I mean, I don't know, maybe like 10, 20 years in the future, but immediately... I don't think there's going to be that dramatic of a shift. I also think that in different areas and different fields, these trends that you foresee are going to happen at different rates. Because I know for in my, I guess, fields that I'm going to in the future after college, I don't see me ever really being able to be 100% online just because it is so much hands-on stuff. But then looking at like what you do with like computer science and things like that, I could definitely see that moving online. So I feel like it will just depend on what you specialize in as a occupation and things like that. I think to Anna's point, I think she was right. I think maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself and like seeing things down the line, but I just to kind of just bring it back, I guess, my takeaway from the pandemic is that online is possible and I just it kind of reaffirmed that that's probably where things are headed maybe not within the next 10 years maybe I'm definitely getting a little too ahead of myself and saying these things but yeah I just can't help but think after the pandemic like yeah that, that was the time and that happened like it probably will again like that's that's just what I'm thinking about at the end of the pandemic I guess. I know Evan had mentioned something a little earlier about uh, like companies and making profits and you think that online is going to be the most profitable. I think a lot of companies will be inclined to keep a lot of the services that they've offered and accommodations just because they think there's really a demand for it. And if they were to take it away, I think people would be unhappy and it might even cause them to switch to a different brand or a different store or something like that like we mentioned earlier it seems like workers are willing to quit their jobs instead of having to come back in so if you don't have customers and you're no longer appealing to the people buying your product um then you're certainly not going to make any money there yeah, I think Evan was right when he said that it really all will come down to money and profits and wherever that demand falls in the immediate future and then the long-term future, I think that's the direction that we're going to go in. I want to do a quick little rapid fire, just maybe some things that we've really enjoyed during the pandemic or some changes we don't want, we do or maybe don't want made, just some general things to kind of wrap us up. I can go first, maybe. (laughs) 
I think uh, we didn't really touch on like masks. And I think one thing that I wanted to like say for rapid fire, I guess, is that I kind of enjoyed like wearing a mask, <laughs> like part of me, like other countries already kind of did it because of their air quality. And like part of me is thinking like, yeah, I might have to get used to that. Like I might just have to wear a mask every day in the future, like because of things. And like, maybe it helped me not get like the flu virus and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's just something that I'm kind of thinking about too. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree not to get too controversial or anything on here, but I think if mask wearing were a little more socially acceptable, I totally would have no problem wearing it in stores and stuff, especially during the winter time. I don't have any statistics and I don't know the numbers, but I'd be interested in seeing if cases of the common cold, the flu, other types of things that are common in the winter went down because of the masking and the social distancing. Um, but I, I certainly, that requirement stayed. I wouldn't be super pissed about it. Yeah, and then aside from that, too, it also just keeps your face warm in the winter. And, like, that was such a plus compared to how cold it's been, especially in the past five, ten years or so. I guess this is kind of a rapid fire, but the you know how in a lot of stores they have uh, barriers between you and the cashier and a lot of different types of precautions? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about them. I think they're, like, a good idea, I guess. But I will say sometimes it is a little hard to hear people across those barriers. And I think sometimes there is a greater chance of miscommunication and stuff like that, especially like with the masks and the barriers. I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to keep that around or really what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely necessary for the pandemic, but like convenience wise, it was definitely annoying. Like I definitely was speaking louder during the pandemic (laughs) to get heard. So hopefully that doesn't stick around, I guess, is my opinion. Something that I do want to keep really applies to not too much, but when you're waiting in lines at like the grocery store or really just any retail store. And you know how you're waiting at the checkout and they normally have those now, like those social distancing stickers where it's like stand six feet apart on these stickers. I think that we should keep those. I don't know about everyone else, but I, the thing I hate the most is when someone's like breathing right down my neck while I'm waiting in line. It feels like they're eavesdropping on everything that I'm saying. They're breathing and looking at everything that I bought. And it's not like it'll slow down anything by having to stand like three, four or six feet behind me instead of the normal one or two feet. You're still going to check out at the exact same time, but just give me some space and I'll give you space too. I think personal bubbles are nice, especially in public. Yes, agreed. But on a different note, I need to say this because it's been bothering me for a while now, but I absolutely hate that TV shows and all this other media is like incorporating pandemic plot lines. I I don't know. Like, I think their intentions are good with them showing mask wearing and good social distancing practices. I mean, it's kind of iffy. Some shows are better about it than others, but at least in my opinion, like, I don't know. I watch TV and movies and other stuff to escape from like real life. I don't need my shows talking about the pandemic 24 seven and echoing everything that's happening in my real life. If I wanted, if I wanted to hear about the pandemic, you know, there's already enough, enough of that around us all the time. 
I don't know. Like, I think it's well-intentioned, but I, I don't want all these pandemic plot lines. We don't need to show all this, this stuff. That's just my opinion though. Chime in. I feel like part of me does agree that like TV is that escape, but also part of me feels like some of the draw of some TV shows is how you relate to it. And that's kind of where it's like, oh, you know, maybe it's kind of nice to see shows with people actually living that out so that I can like, you know, kind of feel like things are, I guess, maybe kind of normal in that way and stuff. So, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking for the future of television, like, I mean, I'm good with the pandemic stuff now. Like, yeah, we can stop that. <laughs> but um, yeah, at the time it was- I think it really just depends on like the show too. Because if it's like a drama or something like that, like sure, incorporated, it'll probably be relevant. But if it's like a lighthearted comedy where you're really just watching it to like get a laugh and forget about life, then like maybe avoid it. I don't know. I guess my point in that whole thing is I just don't like it when shows and movies get- to like they address a subject that's popular and controversial and trending they do it in a really obvious way that just makes it sound like okay you're just trying to get a message across or teach a lesson I'm not saying that those things are bad but it's just sometimes like I'm not really in the mood for this yeah there's a place for it you're saying and sometimes like I said, some shows did it better than others, but it's especially bad if they address it badly. Well, since no one has a crystal ball or can predict the future, it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to end, what changes are going to stay, which ones will go. But these were just some of our predictions and just general opinions on the pandemic and our return to normalcy. So it it'll be interesting to see what eventually happens thank you for listening to this week's episode be sure to like and follow our podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to it on check out our social media linked in the description and tune in next week for even more advice ttyl from ifl bye